Hey guys, I'm your host John. And I'm your host Ahmed. And today we have uh, two special guests. Every week we have special guests, it seems. They're all special. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys want to just yeah, give us yeah. your names. It's Mehdi. I went to school with John and Ahmed. Um, work in renewable energy banking and, you know, made the trip out from the city to see the boys and finally get to be on Black Box. Awesome. What's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Sultan. I'm a real estate developer out in Queens. Know John and the guys via Medi, who went to college with John. I attended NYU and I studied finance. Uh, but I'm very glad to be here out in Long Island, even though I am a city whale. <laughs> Long Island for a weeknight to record the black box? Anything, anything. I'm so glad to be here. You Chop it up. Awesome. Great content. Get into thank it. You, thank you. Thank you. Let's Appreciate yeah, let's go right in. Let's get into what we're really here for, which is I mean just investment stuff, side hustles, passive income. So we kind of have two different angles. You're not necessarily passive income. You may do some stuff on the side, Mehdi, but I know your occupation is investments yeah. in a way. And yours is real estate. That's and true. that's an investment and also passive income source. And also as a business, I mean, flipping, um, also like a real estate brokerage. So basically do it all. I mean, it's, so very, I think it's the great, greatest out of like all the asset classes, crypto, all of that. Property I mean, is the best asset. It's tangible. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's also, people else. don't realize the purchasing power you get with that because you can borrow against properties. So once you have multiple properties, you can just like, that's like an advanced part of it. Not yeah. everyone goes that far because it's a little more risky, but. I mean, but to that point, really, we just zoom out, like just leverage in general. Yeah. Right? Lever like, yeah it's you, just an insane tool where like not enough people take advantage of. You know what I mean? Like when most like people do. Why do you like, think that is? Because like they're. I feel like uh, we were taught to fear people, that stuff. Yeah, people want, they want equity. No, that's true, and like, but they're they're but they're afraid to take on debt in order to gain more equity. Yeah. But the thing is, like, people do take on debt, right? It's credit card debt. It's consumer debt, right? Like bad debt. Bad debt. Like, Pro I'm actually, asset debt is good debt. Like I'm like, yeah, like is that is that rich dad poor dad is that? Yeah. The, you know, yeah, it ties into that. Yeah. yeah, like that, like it's such a like, but there, that's the concept, right? Like just using other people's money, and it's. Well, I just feel like when we were, when when you grow up, and yeah. even when you're an adult, the common thing is don't get into debt. That's bad. What's so the other what? What if we were taught every day, like how to fucking buy and leverage a property or buy, like what investing does, like how it isn't crucial to be investing and getting into that stuff. Yeah, I think for a reason sure. that, that we aren't told that shit. I mean, gotta be. It has to be. I mean, because for number if one, I, I think with, if it was like that, I think there would be some sort of chaos, right? Like well, because, well, yeah, because there's no there. winners. There can be no winners and everyone wins. No, I mean, you would, you'd have no workers because everyone would try to be like a self-made person and then major companies and, and I mean, wouldn't exist. Right now. I feel like that's a big part of what's happening right now. You have huge, like, tons I, of jobs are available and you have people willing and able to work, but they refuse to. I feel like it also has to do with there. Are a lot of people that are entrepreneurs are usually doing it on the side. They still like that job, but they kind of get one where like when you're in that position, 
you don't rely on your job for anything. It's yeah. only because you like to do it and you want that passive in- or the active income flow yep. to fund your passive stuff. But most of the average consumers are getting into a lot of consumer debt. Fall into it's an easy trap to fall into. You know what I mean? Like that, and that's the thing. That's heavily marketed, right? That's heavily. It's a push because it's a business at the end of the day, and that's their like that's what they do. Oh, I, I meant to say sorry. Yeah, but you're you're right. I just wanted to follow up on my thing. Uh, the when you're in consumer debt, you're already starting in a hole. So then you have to rely on your job. So then that's when that like advantageous uh work culture can come into play because you're relying on that you need that or you're fucked i feel like you know i feel like i kind of learn something in between where i was always taught about like avoiding credit card debt at all costs like i, I don't know if it maybe it's my my family not like schooling that taught me this what it's like you should not buy something that you cannot afford right like if you can't afford to pay off your credit card bill at the end of the month don't like you shouldn't buy it. That's what I've been taught. And yeah, I feel like that's the first step that you have to take before you can get to this stuff for sure. Yeah. But the thing is like, I was also taught that you, you have to get a job. You got to work a nine to five. You have to be a part of society and all that kind of shit. So I don't know. It's, you know how like, no, I, I get that too. And I feel like I was told that in some capacity too, but I guess I just feel like it wasn't a common occupation to be an entrepreneur back then that it wasn't something that people were like encouraging because it didn't fit like a certain model it's also now it's like it's like a it's people are much more able to become entrepreneurs now because of all the push and technology like us right now say say black box becomes huge we could realistically quit our jobs and do this full time that that's the type of thing like you you couldn't do this before. Like if you weren't like a newspaper writer, you weren't gonna convey shit to people. So like you have YouTube. Like YouTube has so many people whose entire job is being a creator. Yeah, Inf- like inf- like influencers is like an entire topic that you could talk about. Like there's so many ways that people make money that doesn't require like a company or some formal business. But then, but at the end of the day, it always trickles down to someone. Like you know what I mean. Like it, if you look at a lot of these videos, especially on YouTube, like if you just like actually watch the growth of a lot of them, you can see. I mean, I, I see like how the money changes them, I guess, a little bit, and you can see. So like, you can see the point where someone switches up. Yeah, literally. You can like, usually tell, like on like, social media, when they're on the come up, they still like normal, and then all of a sudden, like they different. Because they got a, I mean. There were there's a lot of people that would sell out over the size of bags that they're yeah, getting for like posting a video. And there's so much money there, like it's such a new space. Yeah, so much capital is being like funneled into the area. It's nuts. I mean, it, acting like famous is like its own thing. Like if you want to be, Fake it to make it. If you like want to be an influencer, um, you know, like, do you have you guys? I I don't know his name. You know that the African guy. Who at the start of COVID he lost his yeah, job, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he started yeah all the reaction yeah, videos. That guy like he like he was make like I think it said he was like making such like low income, and now he's like the second or third most followed person on TikTok. But, but, but what, like I mean, obviously he's making a lot of money, but like is it is he making a lot? Of money? They that, mention a, it. Like I'm assuming I hope he is. You know, I, mean, I, I like, saw a post about 
How making over make? a million or something. What? That's good for him, yeah. though. A billion. No, a million. Oh. <laughs> a billion. Probably, <laughs> like, probably multiple million. But yeah. No, most of the influencers, I feel like, are getting like multiple million or 10 plus mil net worth, but they're not breaking into the 100 mils yet. Like, that's like, you got to be in for, you got to create that kind of wealth, like, by oh, holding money and investments have, and waiting 20 that years. It doesn't have that capital yet. I mean, it's still a new industry. It's going to take time for it to really. It's, def- it's, you know, billions. Like, I feel, do you think, are there any YouTubers that you think, in the next like the next the fifty English. years, could become a billionaire from YouTube. Mr. Beast, yeah, bro, gonna be the first one. Bro. The guy is—he's nuts. Like he—he he spends so much money just because it's like a tax write-off for him. You know what I mean? Like he has to. Like he's not gonna. All yeah. his videos are crazy expensive to do, Literally, but they always make more back, or usually that's exactly. the goal. Wait, he just writes everything off because he's spending it on the business, like the, the just, scene that gets a hundred percent. That's right off. And it's like it's a business expense. And I don't know if you saw this thing with huh? the creating the videos is his occupation, and so what he has to spend to create the videos is business expense. And then he's probably yes, also buying him, himself really- whatever he wants in between. But when you're making millions on every video because they get so many views, he makes a lot of money. The government can't like anything. Right? I mean, it is it is That's legitimate true. though. It's like, legitimate. It's ad ad revenue, clothing, subscription models, all that stuff. I think that's when the this yeah, platform made piece. the jump when they started doing subscription platforms because then they started locking people into payments every month and shit like. That's passive income. Yep. Yeah, passive income. No, but he's already like up there. Yeah, like I'm not sure. Phases. They're oh, they they, they're going public they via SPAC already. Yeah, for a billion dollars. Yeah. One point two. One gaming company, dollars. a gaming brand, and that's you know I think that is really like a I think that signifies something like the world has changed now. The all the like, it's funny because all the shit they told us wouldn't matter when yeah, we were like, younger now matters the most. Right it's here, crazy. Social media and video games. Remember when they said that shit? Yeah, it's bad for you. I mean, it's bad for you, but I was just like, it's crazy. Yeah. Get get off your phone is actually insanely ironic because now it's like you're you could do so much productive yeah. work on your phone. So it's like it's like you sometimes if you see somebody in a suit and they're on their phone, you're probably like, damn, this guy's making like deals. This guy's like like he's going back to his penthouse after. Like you have this view that this guy is definitely successful, but in the past, if somebody was on their phone, you'd be like, yo, this kid, this guy's a failure. And that's that's how that's how. I feel like the generation before us made us feel about using your phone. But I, I kind of understand if a teacher would get tight at you. Like, imagine you were teaching a class and everyone was just sitting there on their phone. Yeah. I feel like that, that, that would suck. But I feel like just phone use in general was looked down upon. It still is. I mean, like, I have nephews and nieces, you know what I mean? They're always like, I passed this and that. Like, yeah. It's definitely looked down upon still, but there is like that positive aspect to it now. Where like yeah, you, more kids you, have phones now. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think my younger cousin got a phone when she was like, I don't even know, like eight. Yeah, <laughs> that's like something. I got crazy. my first smartphone, I think, in like eighth or ninth grade, and I I think that that's probably like somewhat, somewhat like average in our. In yeah, Long Island, New York City type of yeah. life. I don't know. I like because you could have somebody who's from like North Dakota and be like, "Yo, I'm like 26 and I don't have a phone." Oh, gee. yeah, that's true. Yeah, because like, it's a y- yo, I've I, there's there's this YouTube channel called uh, 
real life lore. And then there's uh, also the infographics show. I like love watching those two mm-hmm. channels. And it just talks about different parts of the world. And it's crazy the types of lives that people live. Like there are still like tribes and like people who live pretty nomadic lifestyles in some parts of the world. And like we live among them on the same planet. And it's like, like they use like a bow and arrow to like get a meal. Whereas you're like worried about taxes and shit. It's not even like... A, more, a higher developed country to a lower developed country you're literally on different planes of thought at that yeah. point like your brains are different yeah yeah imagine being nomadic and then having to understand the concept of taxes yeah. that one there's a current like it's not even the fact that you get taxed on money it's the fact that there's literally money that you <laughs> yeah. use to pay for things and you wow. could ex- like exchange items for that, that like i don't know i mean it's it's almost like being re like it's like the the people that currently exist are just rapidly going through hundreds of years of development. It's like, like probably in like medieval times, people were like, yo, I'll trade you like my, my frogs for your like wood or some shit. Right. And not like that turned into like currency and then the world kept evolving and technology and all that. Imagine just that that was just all a hit, hit you all at once. Imagine, imagine no, somebody. I don't think they would handle like yeah, that's a lot. You know? Yeah, like if you're going from hunting, you know, like, that's going why going they're like, stuck in that position. Because yeah, even yeah, even thing, those people, I, apparently there was a group of tribes in Brazil, and then some. I think it was some European country. It was like, yo, like we should go contact them, bring them to like our into our world and shit. Mm-hmm. And then they went, and then. All of the tribal people died of diseases because they had no immunity because they haven't seen anybody. And then Brazil was like, "Ah, you guys can't come anymore because literally (laughs) all of them died. Some of them and then dipped. Like, (laughs) didn't even try to solve the problem. That sounds like a Family Guy episode. I'm already on. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, So like we're 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 talking about like all these ways you could become an entrepreneur and stuff and passive income. And then there are people that like literally cannot be contacted by anyone or else they'll probably die. That's wild. But that's how it is, right? Like it's crazy because like America itself is just so big. Yeah. And especially being in the tri-state growing up in the tri-state, I feel like a lot, like a lot, like I didn't really travel outside of the country until. And bro, the capitalism too, in just the U S is crazy. Like the cat, the capital, Capitalism, like it's it accelerates everything. Yeah. Exactly. Like you, they're pushing for the best at all times, so then it forces like the, the progress. Yeah, no matter what. And then and then you also have like shit like the wage like, gaps, right? Yeah. Like average U.S. household salary is forty k a year, but you think about it, it's like forty k a year in some parts of the U.S. It'd probably be fine. Imagine trying to live off of. A family household income forty k somewhere that's has such a high cost of living. It's insane. That's barely an apartment in NYC. Just the part, just the apartment. The, the the thing is like not even the utilities. You know how we're we're talking about how you should be taught about entrepreneurship and everything. It's some people like they can't even think about that because they just have to make ends meet, right? So they can never actually take that risk. They just have to get like a job. That'll give them money. I feel like that's an issue that a lot of people find themselves in. I agree. I agree. I think one of the first issues with like people when it comes to entrepreneurship 
is definitely taking that risk, but they automatically associate entrepreneurship with risk, right? Where it's like before you do anything, number one, you need to get educated, right? Like, and I think that's the step a lot of people don't take. It's like they don't want to go take a class, they don't want to, you know, read a book or do something, even though it could potentially help them a lot, right? Yeah. It can help them feel better about taking that risk. And I think that's what needs to be taught is that like it's okay to take risk, number one, and that you know it, it, it will work out. You got to have that mentality and that mindset for sure. And that like you're definitely going to fail along the way, but they're not failures. They're just like, exactly. learning experiences. It's just part if of the you, game. The concept that really changed it for me was when I realized um, in li- like if you do anything in life long enough, like if it, it takes everyone a different amount of time to master something, but the only time you'll fail at it is if you stop trying. If you just keep going, like it sounds so cliche, but it's actually facts. Like Like, there are things that I thought I could never do. I just consistently did them. And eventually, like at first you might not get it, which is always a discouraging part, but you just got to start somewhere. Model mentality. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to keep at it. There were all these things I wanted to try and do. And then I just started trying and doing them. And now I'm trying and doing a bunch of other things that I like to do. No, I feel you. Like, I feel like that's definitely. When before I used to be like, all right, I'm busy. Like. I would just make excuses for not doing them. I feel like that's how a lot of people are kind of getting into investing now. Like, yeah. like especially with Robin hood, right? Robin hood made like the like video game of investing. And yeah. you have people like, like that'll probably they'll like throw like half their money into something. And it's like, see what happens. And it's like people will probably get like get burned a few times, but like if you're 18 and you tr- you're trying to get into investing and you lose two hundred dollars, like that two hundred dollar loss, like the whatever you learn from it will be worth more sometime in the future, right? Unless unless somebody is like like just completely fucks themselves and like like just puts everything in and gets fucked. It's I mean they also learn from that too. What, they will, yeah. but also the whole thing is. It'll only be beneficial if they don't stop because the moment they stopped, then it was all for fucking nothing for that specific application. Maybe some general lessons along the way. Yeah. But you just kept fucking going. Then you would have made enough money to totally offset all the shit you lost. There are a lot of people on like financial Twitter that I follow and they're like, I paid the market like $400,000 before I started really making money. Like that's a lot. Not that that's like the goal to lose yeah, that much. You could be, extreme, you could play smaller until you really know what you're doing. But like, it's common. Like a lot of people would say, yeah, they had everything in it, blew it all, we're down to like 150 bucks. And then all of a sudden it started working because then when you're playing with low numbers, you don't trade with emotion and then it's actually easier to learn. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's why some people do um, like paper accounts yeah. Where, yeah. like, um, I've also seen some people talk against that though, just because it takes all the emotion out. You need some type of yeah. realism in it to, like, because you make decisions entirely different when your emotions are in play and not. I mean, I feel like if you do it for long enough, you will care. Or if you're doing it with, like, friends and you guys are sharing, like, yo, like, what are you yeah. at? Like, everyone yeah. starts at a number. Let's see how yeah, everyone does. As long it as there's put, some it puts some in, emotion in, in it. It's like you want to succeed, even though it's not real money. No, for sure that that makes sense. And also, when you, I think like a real like a trader 
like their goal is to try to take all the emotion out. So if you're a really good trader at that point, you'd have little emotion. You're really just trading off like a set plan. Like if it goes over this level, I'm trading to here. If it doesn't, then I'm going, I'm selling, you know? So at that point, there's really no emotion anyway. So I guess the difference between paper and loan really wouldn't matter, but that that's OD. <laughs> I think paper is good for like the younger generation. You know what I mean? Like it's good for them. Yeah, I, I, too, I, I think I did that in like, in like sixth grade though. No, like sure. that one thing was like probably more useful than uh, like an entire class I took. Like let's see, like earth science. Like I, I know what a metamorphic rock looks like, but what does that do for me? Right. Imagine, imagine like some, like, I don't, I don't want to talk shit on like a geologist, but like, imagine if like some, some of those classes were replaced with like more applicable, like, ad, like learning to be an adult classes. Like, how do you make money? Like, that's a, that's a question. Like you learn, even in college, you're trained very well on how to like understand a specific topic, but you're not taught how to make money by, by being good at that. Like if you go to school for engineering, they'll teach you a lot about engineering. They don't teach you how to like become successful. They as teach you engineer. how to behave in the office. Actually, <laughs> they're training you to be good employees. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, like they, we, we all had a class that was like, it taught you how to write in a professional setting and speak in a professional setting. Remember when you had that class, we would fucking literally never show up and always just be like just fucking around in the back. Yeah. Where we, no, not Donna. Well, Donna's class with the 300, the oh, writing. Nah. And we, it was like 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah, that class was ridiculous. 7 p.m. assorted and at 10. Yeah, I, I've, like, I've had a whoa, few of those. Whoa. They're awful. And it would just be us giving presentations and writing essays. It was, oh, yeah, dude. that shit was so stupid. We had to present like a project or some shit. Did I work with you on one of them? No. I remember, oh, I thought there were... No, one was a group, but they made you do one alone. And there was like 250 kids in there. I was nervous as fuck. She was, I used to not like speaking in front of people, but yeah, well, no, that class was true. interesting. Um, but I don't think it was like, Vinny Han. I don't think it taught us anything. You think it taught us anything? Like the class was kind of no. I, I got a hundred on everything, but I, I just feel like if you knew how to write effectively at that point, then you were fine. Like it just taught you how to do that. Yeah, I think it was a, yeah, the bare minimums. Yeah, really. Just no, yeah, bare minimums. Okay, no, that's fine. Yeah, I def- really thought that was ridiculously stupid. I was like, it was, it was a waste of time. I definitely underestimated the importance of like English classes in high school. Cause I rem- like, yeah. I remember like we would learn grammar, we'd learn writing. And now like I, I consider myself somebody who like pretty thoroughly understands grammar. And I see some, like when people use the wrong there and the, even, even in like a professional environment, imagine like using the wrong there like that's something that I would ne- like I would like never do because I would just I just would feel like bad about it, but like that that's the type of shit where in in the moment I was like yo fuck fuck all of this like fuck learning grammar why do I have like why am I doing this? It happens. Yeah, I mean it, it's essential to have a good foundation of just so you can yeah. be a functioning member of society but for me i feel like that was my sentiment i was like when i graduated college i was like hey, i didn't really learn anything that i could really apply but i think i did i think after like a year of not like fully like working full-time and just being out in the world i think i could definitely say like 
for me, it was beneficial because I studied finance. So for like, definitely the classes were very like basic or like very niche. Um, but you definitely learn more from working. Like, it also, took a bunch it, of real estate it changes your mindset too. Yeah, like sure. usually your major kind of molds cause you're doing that same kind of thing. It, yeah. Usually, for me, it was like, I, I knew I wanted to do finance going into college. Like I knew I wanted to do it like back in high school. Like, gotcha. and so like I was exposed to it from like from a very early age. They didn't have real estate in school? And, well, no, just with your did, family's business? It was like, in a different school. Like, it was in, like, I was in... No, they they teach real estate classes? Yeah, so... I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, your school did that, right? Like, Stern? No, Stern didn't have them. No. They didn't have them. They had them in other schools where, like, you could take them, but they counted for zero credits, and I was like, yeah, like, you're absolutely... Fuck that. Yeah, and like, you got to pay for the credits from yeah, NYU, like, probably, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> 20 Gs. For what? Like, For no, no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I took two real estate classes, like, and they were good. Like, I definitely learned stuff, but like, it's very basic at the when you boil it down, right? Like, if you yeah. look at anything the same, I think that's what it was really taught. It was like it gave me a really good foundation of finance to the point where, like, no matter if it's real estate, crypto, whatever, had a value. Topic something? it is exactly, and that's like what's that? How, how do you kind of approach right? it? Yeah, that's the, that's investing. Where's the value? Like, where's value? And if not working, you add it. And so, like, just looking at things from that perspective, like very early like i don't like because when you guys were talking earlier about like growing up and like people telling you to get a job this and that for me it was honestly the complete opposite like my dad was like always like you gotta you know be a businessman like you gotta do things like you can't like you definitely like you want to work for somebody but the end at the end of the day like you want to do something for you and for us like a big thing has always been like family so it was like do something with your brothers um and so early on like yeah, like my dad used to have a couple of delis, and like I was always around the business. Yeah, right? yeah. Like from a very Helping out. With- I, I was, I really, I was gonna say this earlier, but that it, it's like perfect for this. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs come from a family where there was some form of family You're business. Either the start, or like, like you get introduced sure. to entrepreneurship basically your whole life, and you're yeah. a part of it. Because yeah. I mean, honestly, like the number one is always easier to like take on risk, right? With your family, like if you're is gonna be anybody, like. For me, yeah. like, I, I you're not alone and exactly. you have someone like, you trust you trust more like for real like so yeah from like an early age like i was always around like just business and like i guess like hustling like it really was as simple as that uh and then when my brother graduated he started doing real estate like out of high school like he was doing real estate like freshman year of college and he was like a broker like started doing it and around that time like i was like probably nine or whatever like, I would help him. Like, I would go, like, door to door, like, putting flyers in people's doors, like, gotcha. stuff like that. And, like, after he graduated college, like, he had a job in banking. He did that for a bit. And, oh, it happened. And, you know, thankfully, like, his job was secure. But at that point, like, he had been in real estate for about, like, five, six years. He knew he this was the perfect time. And he to... understood, like, it was simple as that, right? Like, where's value? Where can I add it? And he's like, what better time now? And so at that moment, like, he didn't have, like, he bootstrapped himself for capital, like, you know. He was just stashing and waiting friend. for the right time yeah, and just, yeah, like, trying to get. No, it wasn't even that. It was, like. People doing best in him? Yeah. Like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, he took a big risk. And, like, from that moment, it was, like, he was still working his job. And for him, it was, like, to, like everybody else, like, all my brothers, like, we were just all hands-on from there. And from there, like, we just flipped one house, two houses, and, like, it's just been like that. And for me, like. That's sick. That's, like. 
since middle school. Like that's just been my life. That's, like, that's what I've been around. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Now like, I guess for me it seems so normal. You never had to go through that change of trying to grasp like and the, the craziest, investment mindset. And the like, craziest thing had, was like I, yeah. I really like repelled from it. Right? I was like, damn, like I am a first generation. Like I like there's really no security for me here. Like I do want to have something stable. Like I want a job. And so like early on in high school, I was like, all right, like I need to get to good college. Like I need to get a like good job, all that. Oh really? Yeah. And so like That's while I was doing all this, like I was like interning like at banks, like in high school, like that, like I got oh, a very sure. early experience. Like I worked at JP Morgan the summer before my senior year. And like, I was on an equities desk, like within their asset management team. Yeah, and it was a really cool experience, like being like literally 16 and like, on a trading floor and just seeing all that, it's like nuts. It's like, oh yeah, my God. That was probably dope. It's such an experience. But you like, realized you didn't want to do that? Yeah. Like, I think for me, it was like, I, I like the idea of doing it. You know what I mean? Like, being in a suit, heading to the city, like, getting, you know, your watch, your whatever. Like, I like the lifestyle of it. Yeah. But it was like, I, it just, I couldn't do it. Like, I really couldn't. Um, and from there, like, I had already applied to like, uh, college at that point and I was like alright like, I'm going to study finance but like I don't want to work like this corporate life like this is not something I want to do like and my, were you working late with them too or you were heading out early no nah, like I had a few nights low key but it was like you know you have like presentations and I was just like you're just trying to get it like it's done your credit exactly exactly but no nah, it was dope it was dope but for yeah and it's crazy because like I was like running towards it like oh I want a job I want a job but at the end of the day like you know, I realized like, you came um, around. Yeah, I came around. Like, I think like everybody should like consider it. At yeah, least. like it's. I think the number one aspect of it is just like you know you're building something like for yourself, right? Like it's at the end of the day, like everything you do affects you. So it's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure with that, but then there's also like tons and tons of like just gratitude, I guess, like just seeing the growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got in at the perfect time. That's great. The one the one thing is that the world like at least the current capitalist US, right? It does still need those major co- corporations that constantly bring out new technology that allow entrepreneurs to get better and better at what they do, right? And like do you think that there are two types of people like there's a an entrepreneur type and like a non-entrepreneur type. Yeah, I think there's just multiple types. What yeah, do you mean? I don't think it's that binary where it's like one yeah. or the other. Like you just can't be. In my, in my eyes, there has to be different types of people. What do you mean? There's just so many different types of people. Like, At the end of the day, like you can become an entrepreneur, and then like, there's someone that has to fill every role in society. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that stuff is crazy. I mean, with capitalism, like Elon Musk, all I these do, boys. I feel like during the like pandemic, that's when there was a shift to a lot of more people going towards passive income and investments and stuff yeah. because they were seeing all of this and it became, now it's like you see it as common as you do other videos on Instagram reels or TikTok. So, and I think that is because like, to be honest, if I was making a certain amount of money from my job, I wouldn't need to do the investing because I'd be taking on unnecessary risk if I was able to make enough for the lifestyle I want. 
And I feel like I even want a lifestyle that's more than a lot of people. So for them, I think it's just they're not making enough to live the lifestyle they want. So they're going to try to do it another way because that's what the normal person would do. Or you'd hope. And because now they're having a labor shortage, they're going to have to start paying people more. And I think that's what's going to bring people back into the labor market. They're just going to have to raise what they're paying. And do you think people. it's like cyclic or not? Do you think like this type of thing happens every X amount of years? I have oh, no idea. Like, cause I feel like a lot of, a lot of big companies were founded right around the same time. Right. Like all like the, the major, very successful companies right now, like Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, they're all founded. I feel like pretty close to each other. So do you think like this, it's like some kind of cyclic thing where like there will be a wave of all these new big companies or do you think it's just happening every day, little by little? I think it's just a new norm. I don't think it's like going to go back. I I I think it's just going to like keep happening. Like just people will start companies, people will fail. I don't, I think the labor shortage will like fix itself. I agree. I think they're going to have to raise wages. You know what I mean? Like that's really the only way. To get people back in the door, like faster, yeah, offer more money. Yeah, bro. You see Amazon giving out bonuses and stuff, like. But you also gotta understand both sides, right? Like, no, I mean it's the right thing to do. No, for sure. Like, and these like, like it's another like two, three, like percent off the balance sheet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for them it's nothing. And it's like I guess a lot of people don't understand. Like, I guess lawmakers. I I don't know who like they don't understand that like that money is gonna go get right recycled back into the economy. Yeah, because they're gonna spend it. And maybe and then not it's gonna even spend it. They're going to invest it. Maybe it's going to go back into the market, right? And like you're saying, a lot of people are doing that. They're becoming like well-informed robbers. Well, yeah, that's right? a goal. Like, you like want you want to see more people do exactly. That. So like people are doing like, and it, it's happening. Like I feel like from somebody like who does real estate, like you see it. You see a lot of like unexperienced investors like entering the market. Like they're raising capital, like you know, amongst buddies, and they're like, "Hey, let's just go buy a house." And unfortunately, sometimes like it doesn't work out. Like yeah. And so what are, what do you guys think are like the ramifications of that? Like the downside, like the way the market is, is that going to keep going or what do you, what do you think? No, I feel like at crash? some point we're in a I bubble. Like, I don't want to say the word. I know it's no, like, I mean, it has to come at some point. There's going to be a correction. Yeah. I mean, there's going to, there's going to be, there, if you just like, no, you I mean, know, cause you're an analyst, if you analyze what the current numbers are against like the realistic, like trend or the situation of our economy, the world, everything, it's just, it's way too overextended, right? Dude, maybe. But I feel like they've been saying that. You know what I mean? Like they've been saying that. Like, <laughs> yeah, been, how old? You, you can't go against what, what, like, the fact. Like, a correction will have to come eventually. I. It's just. Yeah. Everyone yeah. wants to say when they know when, but no one ever knows. I, I don't. When. I don't think even necessarily a correction. It's just a lot of people, especially younger people, invest a, a significant amount of their money in. Like meme stocks or shit, like you, all, all, like you, you see, like meme stocks, shit, shit coins, shit coins, like all shit of that. Like there, there are definitely people who like just turned eighteen, put money in GameStop. Maybe some of them made a fuck ton of money and good for them. That was ridiculous. Maybe, maybe some of them like got absolutely fucked, right? Like, Probably. and they just like, I guess they just. I don't know. Do you think they'd get discouraged from investing or do you think they would eventually or like eventually run out of money and not be able to invest anymore? I mean, there's so many people like they're probably all made different decisions. I don't think all of them. 
are going to do the same thing. That's right? true. Like some of them definitely got discouraged and probably don't trade. And some yeah. of them probably maybe made it back. <laughs> I don't know. So it goes either way. Yeah. That's interesting. My nephew is actually 14 and he, he's actually like very into like investing, which is crazy to me. And like, I feel like we're talking a lot about like how a lot of the, he's going to be, isn't, he's chilling. Like, no, I feel like, but, and that's what he, like, I thought it was. I'm saying at 14, like, it's the, him and a bunch he's of just friends. learning. It's he's him learning and a bunch of his friends. And like, this new normal. I like, and it was good to see, like, it puts a smile on my face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It makes me very hopeful for the future. Like we're gonna be, we're gonna see some crazy stuff. Like, I think just looking at it from like financial like yeah. perspective, like spats. Like you know what I mean? Like that is, I think it was around before and it's like recently made a comeback or something. There's been a few more spec, like filings or whatever you call them that have but it's been, now surprising. been trading like, on the market. Like, but you, like you just raise some money, it's come in waves and go public and you just mm. buy something. Like, blank check. Blank check. Thanks, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah, great chat, boys. Maybe chop it up a bit. All right. Should we end it? We should, we should get a good dab for the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of Black Box Podcast. Really appreciating the support and everything. Uh, leave a review. You know, Let us know. Reach out somehow on our Instagram. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this one was a lot of fun, and I guess I will plug our own social media at Black Box Podcast. No A in the black. Thank you as always for listening. See you next week. Peace.